Digital Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Neary. So now what happens when you have things set up well, but you still get behind? You have a baby, a sick kiddo, you move. I want to start with the definition of behind, because you're going to hear this in the homeschool world all the time. If you're homeschooling, you can't get behind. But if you're really behind, you know that you actually can't. So that's just an adage that like needle pointed on your pillow and ignore it like all the other things needle pointed on a pillow. It's not really that helpful to you because you know that you actually can get behind. And here's the deal. If you feel like you're behind and you're worried about it, that's going to be stressful to you and it's going to cause anxiety and you're not going to get ahead because you're too worried about behind. And here's the deal. Mama knows if you feel like you're behind, you might actually be behind. Now, look, we all have goals and it takes forward movement to achieve them. And you need to have goals while you homeschool so that you know what you've accomplished at the end of the year. If we aren't moving forward, it can actually indicate or be a real deal problem. So if you believe that you're behind, what I want you to do is assess. You need to assess your life to bless your life. Are you behind in your curriculum or by grade and age skills or on track to reach a major goal? Your first task is to assess. What are you hoping to accomplish within a specific time frame? And are you on target to reach that or not? If not, you are, in fact, behind. But <laughs> often behind is a self-imposed and random criteria. Are you behind an important or random benchmark? So you, again, you want to assess to blast your own life, but you can't fix what you haven't identified. So first of all, identify the problem. Is it lack of structure in your home? If you're trying to do school on the couch with laundry piled on the back of it and it keeps falling down in your lap while you're homeschooling, it's time to think about how you structured your time and chores. Is it lack of discipline in mom? I had a friend who literally would stay up till three or four every night scrapbooking, get up in the morning with her kids, puts around, and then literally give her younger kids to her older kids and take a nap from like 11 a.m. in the morning to late afternoon every day. She was literally avoiding her own family because she didn't have the discipline to structure her home or herself. And honestly, she was just very overwhelmed by her kids. So that really comes down to a lack of discipline in mom and maybe possibly some depression. You really want to look at that. Are you avoiding your responsibilities? Are you not sure how to manage the kids or the house? If you weren't trained how to cook, clean, and understand kids, homeschooling can be very overwhelming. So you want to start small. Are your kids not cooperative? Now, here's the deal. Bored, lonely, frustrated kids who aren't sure of expectations, don't feel like they can meet them or feel underwhelmed or overwhelmed. Uh, but what my point is there is that they feel a lack of challenge. They're going to be uncooperative. If you add in junk food, electronics, and a lack of green therapy, i.e. being outside, it's really a recipe for disaster. So um, you want to really assess, are your kids not cooperative and why? And then also just assess, are you overwhelmed with the house, homeschooling and work? Because look, again, like I say all the time, homeschooling is a job. Maintaining a house is a job. If you work, you have a job. Spousing is a job. 
there's a lot to get done. And what's the minimum amount you can do to maintain in each area? It's really what you need to do at that point. But you need to assess if you're overwhelmed. And if so, what area? Then do you have too many distractions from multiple kids or pets, et cetera? What distractions can you get rid of? Now, I'm not really an animal person, but we have a couple dogs and we've always had a couple dogs and our dog is messy. Our dogs are messy. The house is dirtier with them in the house. They're time consuming. They always want petted and played with. But the deal is they provide great mental health hugs and snuggles. And our kids have loved having dogs. We have really fun dogs. They do tricks. They're so beautiful. We love our dogs. So we're willing to put up with the distraction of a dog or two. But Here's the deal. Can you get rid of the morning TV show and instead have a 20 minute family cleanup time with praise music going? You want to really assess your distractions. Okay. So now that you've assessed what is really keeping you behind, I want to also look at a couple other things. What is on track? Okay. So goals for each academic season, and these are really simplistic, but they're the basics. Okay. So for elementary, your goals for elementary are language and number literacy. Can your student read and write? Can they read and write with ease? Can they read with understanding? Can they write in a way that makes sense? A simple sentence going up to um, paragraphs. And then number literacy. Do they understand one-on-one -on -one correspondence? And then the basic functions of math, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. That is the goal for elementary school. And that means they're on track. If, if you're doing that, they're on track. For junior high, what's the goal of junior high? It's the ability to manipulate numbers. So you move from basic functions of math into percents, decimals, and fractions, and then move on into abstract concepts like, like variables, right? And then also language. Can they write poetry, make paragraphs, simple essays? Can they read for understanding and meaning? Do they understand simple lit analysis? And really, again, to it's to introduce them to a broad smorgasbord of interactions and engagements with the world. That's the goal of junior high. Now, the goal of senior high is to provide the basic vocabulary of information across basic subjects like biology, world history, speech and rhetoric, and of course, math. So students actually in high school develop fluency in some subjects, like they understand how to study and research a topic. They understand life skills. They can cook a meal from beginning to end. They understand interpersonal skills, like how to introduce somebody while, or how to write a correct email. And they also develop some fluency in things like algebra, biology, et cetera. Okay. And that's all as they prepare to launch. So if they get those things down, they're on track, right? Now there's more specifics, but that's just a good broad general overview. Is your kiddo behind due to lack of materials or teaching or Possibly, do they have a learning disorder or a processing disorder? If you have a lack of materials, what is keeping you from acquiring the materials? Is it overwhelm? Do you not, are you not sure how to you know, like sort through all the options? That's a real deal. The homeschool world is a billion-dollar industry, and there are thousands, literally thousands of materials to choose from at this point. So it's easy to get decision fatigue. Yeah, I, I totally get it. If you need help with that, we'd love to help you. We have a uh, academic advising at True North Homeschool Academy, and we love to help you sort through materials that are going to be really working for you and your family instead of you working for them. So if you lack materials, what's keeping you from acquiring the materials? Is it a lack of funds possibly? So what I want you to do is download a typical course of study. We have them at True North Homeschool Academy. And then I want you to find freebies online or at the library. You don't have to spend a lot of money to homeschool. Now it's going to either take probably time or money. So you want to think about that. 
but you can also request that your library purchase materials for you, even full curriculums. I've done some libraries around the country that have purchased actually a year's worth of curriculum from companies um, to have in the library for lending out. You can also use interlibrary loan. It's usually free. And um, it's a great way to tap into libraries around the country. Um, and there's also community resource centers and like, you know, free or inexpensive programs like the YMCA. I would like just find all the cool things to do in your area that don't take a lot of money. Again, time or money. So you're gonna have to put some time into it. So if you are lacking materials, there's a way to get around that. Um, are you just confused about how to teach the materials? It can be really hard to teach what you don't know. Um, you can always learn alongside your kids. That's really a great way to homeschool is to, you know, build up your own academia um, and academic achievement is by learning with them. Now, if it's a skill-based program like Latin or math, higher math or science, and you don't know it, it might be really hard to teach your kids. It's easy to teach if you can stay a couple heads, a couple steps ahead of your kids, as long as you don't bump up against a wall yourself. But if you can't stay one or two steps ahead of your kids and you're trying to learn it while you're teaching it, that's just going to be a source of serious frustration. Don't really recommend that because you're already behind. So figure out how to outsource. You want to look at uh, area co-ops, class days, academic days. There's blended learning programs popping up all over the country. And of course, online, like at True North Homeschool Academy, we offer amazing online classes taught by world-class educators. So look, you can have a PhD, teach your kids science. Um, for, you know, like not a lot of money. That's a great deal. Homeschooling doesn't mean you have to do it all. It just means you are in charge of it all. You're intentional about it. So if you outsource, um, don't feel guilty. You're still homeschooling and you're doing a great job. What if your kids have learning disorders or processing disorders? Do you have the resources to assess them and get them help? Um, now you can pray for professional help. You probably want to get educational evaluation or a psych evaluation. I did a podcast on them on demystifying the IEP. And I talk about those type of evaluations, but you don't have to pay for $1,500 evaluation at the beginning. I would personally start with our, our SPED advising at True North Homeschool Academy. Um, and that's, and you know, we'll be able to tell you if you need to go spend the big bucks to do an evaluation, but I would do an informal assessment first. Um, and we have great, great tools to help you do that. Um, but I would, if you suspect a learning disorder or processing disorder, don't, don't think they'll grow out of it, but get the help that you need and they need because it's going to save a lot of frustration and time and money, to be honest with you. Okay, that was a lot of information. <laughs> but let's move on to the next thing. Let's say disaster strikes, um, fires, floods, death, illness, chronic illness, high-risk pregnancy, the best thing to do is to triage first. Now, triage is a medical term. It means the assignment of degrees of urgency to a wound or illness to decide the order of treatment of a large number of patients or casualties. Now, for homeschooling, we probably don't have a large number of patients or casualties, although it might feel like it in our home. <laughs> but really what I want you to do when I say triage, look at your tasks and, and times of stress and emergency or disaster and get done the necessary things. Here's a, here's just a simple trick and tip. If you're in your home, you might not be if it's a national disaster or whatever, make your bed and do your dishes and count your house clean for other non-normal decide what really needs to happen. Think about what do you have? Who do you have? Who are you responsible for? Where are you at? What can you mentally, emotionally really do 
and still maintain your own sanity? And what do your kids need mentally and emotionally? So here's the deal. Like if you're out of your home because of a disaster, like we were at in our fire and we're in a hotel, like we had um, an early elementary and emergent reader. We had a, a kindergarten, a sixth, a six-year-old, um, a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. We had a 13-year-old and a seven-year-old, my husband and I, because our older daughter was at college. So we had six people. We were in a hotel. Um, what could we really do mentally and emotionally? We couldn't do a full thing at school. No, no way. Um, my kids actually went to a co-op for a day or two a week and they did art and other things, um, that were fun. And we did the basics at home. That's it. We didn't really try to really hammer down on a lot of things in school because we were just, we didn't have the mental capability at that point. And honestly, neither, neither did the kids. They lost most of what they owned. Um, they were scared from the fire and then my sister died right away. She's a year older than I was at that point. So there was a lot going on in our family and we didn't need to do a lot of school. We were learning school because of the life skills that we were learning at that point. Um, so just think about what are the basics you need? You need housing, food, sleep, clothing, and comfort. And maybe that's all you do for school that year. You have a safe place to live. You have adequate food. Make sure everybody's sleeping because if you're emotionally stressed and you're not sleeping, that's just going to be worse for everybody. You need adequate clothing. And then honestly, you need to add comfort to your list because if you're derailed and you're not on track and it's because of something that's going on in your life, you need to figure out how to feed everybody emotionally so that they can continue to maintain. Okay. People need to sleep and be fed. How are you going to cover that? Um, when we were at our house fire, again, we were able to stay at a local retreat for a few days. And then we negotiated a long-term stay at a hotel until we found a rental. But we took several days off um, because our house wasn't safe to go into. So we had to shop for clothes. We ended up traveling to my sister's funeral and a friend helped us shop for clothes for the trip. When we got back, we moved into a hotel and then friends started giving us books and curriculum. So we started with a few things because our kids needed that stability. We swam in the pool multiple times a day. We watched a ton of movies. We worked on sorting through our processions, throwing things out and making decisions about the house. We put um, thoughts of a normal school year totally aside. We did a lot of reading. We called it good. Um, and then we started adding things in very slowly. And I would suggest this for two. If you're derailed for whatever reason, big or small, Start slow. Just start with the basic two for all of your kids. The basic two for homeschool are English and math. They need, again, number literacy and language literacy. So you want to just start with the basic two. Find out what age they are. I mean, you know that, right? What age are they? What level are they at? Do you have the materials? If not, find them. You can order anything online at this point. Um, uh, or just put a word out in your, in your local regional Facebook group. and and see if anybody has things that you need and just start with English and math. You don't have to do more than that. When things have gotten back on track a little bit and you feel like you have a routine and a schedule, you've got some rhythm and routine to your day, you can manage a little bit more, add in the core four. The core four are the basic two plus science and history. Now for elementary, you don't have to do a lot of science other than just do a lot of reading, do a lot of discovery, do some nature walks. That'd be good for everybody. Anyway, get outside, do some green therapy. And then history can be documentaries, they can be, um, they can be movies, they can be timelines, you don't have to spend a lot of time and money to get the core four down. Um, you could just memorize um, some great timeline cards, um, cross7.org, it's one of our favorite companies to um, refer you to, great, great stuff. Um, and then when you have that down, do the core four plus more, 
It's the basic two, English and math. Um, then science and history, you can add in foreign language, you can add in electives or life skills, et cetera. What if you're starting from nothing? What if everything's gone? Well, now it's time to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And you want to really redefine your goals for the year. What do you have? <laughs> Let's start with that. You have great weather, good books, place to cook and talk. Maybe that's how you need to really focus for your year. It's okay. You want to take the long term with education. Even if your kids go back into public school after a disaster, there's always ways for them to get caught up. You can hire a private tutor. You can hire somebody who's going to come alongside them to keep them on track or whatever. Okay, right now I want to talk about creating a fallback. So Jesse Weiss, who's the mom of Susan Weissbauer of the Well-Trained Mind Boards, uh, or the Well-Trained Mind, used to say, take a nap, eat a snack, or take a shower. So if you have everything falling apart, things are going off the rails, do one of those things. Take a nap, eat a snack, take a shower, just change things up. You want to take a 15-minute breather and do something different. So I want to just talk to you about some different things that you can do. When things go south, big or little, it's good to have a fallback. And I want to talk about four different areas of your life. Again, these are neural pathways. So physical, mental, emotional, or social. Okay. So let's take the physical. Um, a fallback could be just taking a walk. Um, we live by a river and it's about two fields away and we just walk to the river or go to the park. Um, it, it might take a while to load everybody up and get to the park if you have a park nearby. Um, or you can take extra time, go to the park, create an obstacle course in your yard. I used to do this. Uh, we did this for years when our kids were little, we had a swing set and I would just make up stuff with tree trunks and swing set. And they would have to go over around under and through my boys loved it. Um, you can get some two by fours and you can set up a really fun obstacle course in your yard, get dad involved, make it a deal. I'm sure there's, um, I'm sure there's plans online for how to create an obstacle course in there in your yard. Um, and it could be a lot of fun and you can just move it around. Um, and, and it could be a blast Work out together. Um, there's so many free workout things online now. Um, just do a workout plan together, play ping pong. We had a ping pong table in our house for years and it's so fun. Um, teach your kids how to play ping pong and just take a 15 minute ping pong break. Um, if you have exercise equipment at home, just jump on it and do a 15 minute brain break, or you could train for a 5k together, go to the gym together. We did that for years where everybody would just pile up and we'd go to the gym together, learn some deep breathing techniques. Um, I used to say to my one son, I want to see your toes breathing. I want you to take in such deep breaths, even your toes are breathing, um, which he actually says to me every now and then when I get upset. So, you know, the tables have turned, right. Um, but learn some deep breathing techniques because it just calms everybody down. Um, one of the things that we did for years was garden together. Just get outside and go weed, plant seeds, um, see everything's doing, walk around the yard, drink a quart of water. We underestimate how much water is so important to everybody's good health. And it can really help everybody if you just keep hydrated. Like I said before, take a shower, um, take a hot shower, take a cold shower. You need, if you've got everybody sluggish in the house, everybody jump in the shower, cold shower real quick. Drink a protein drink, a green tea, or a smoothie. Um, I mean, there are so many amazing smoothie recipes online right now. And we have a protein drink that we drink almost every day and love it. Um, and, you know, we can really tell when people haven't had their protein drink. <laughs> Give somebody a hug. Ask for a hug. Teach your kids to ask for hugs. Or, um, you know, just tell them, hey, I need a hug. 
Hugs are so good. Or tell them to go hug the dog. Um, have a 15-minute or 10-minute dance party in your house. Just turn on some wild music and dance. Or you can all speed clean an area for 10 minutes. And that gets your house cleaned up, gives everybody a break. And, um, you know, homework might feel like a break from cleaning if you do that. Another great idea is to just fast, do 12-hour fast or 24-hour fast. Now, you want to be careful if you're pregnant or nursing or have younger kids. But sometimes a fast can re- just reset your body as well. Okay, so those are some ideas physically to just do a 15-minute reset. Let's talk about a mental reset. Watch a TED Talk. Um, So many of them are so short. They're so full of great information. We've learned so much from TED Talks, and um, they don't last a long time. They're, like I said, they're pretty short, and you can just find some great information on TED Talks. Or watch a short documentary. Um, There's some really good kids' ones that aren't too long. Um, one of the things we always like to do is, is to watch online comedians. We have our favorite and we're always going back and checking or we'll share favorite comedians that we found or our favorite jokes. And, and that's a lot of fun. So I'd really encourage you find a comedian or two that you like, and just, that's a great way to take a brain break. Listen to music. Of course, that's always such a great brain break. Read a book together. Just do a quick read aloud. I mean, if everybody needs a break, everybody's squirreling, everybody's concentrating, just take a break. Everybody put the book down. Everybody put their seat work down, pick up a read aloud and just read a few pages. Now we always had a read aloud going in our house. I mean, at all times and books that everybody was reading on their own. So that was all something we knew, um, you know, read aloud. That's going to happen every day. I'd also say create art together. Do you have a, do you have an art corner or an art spot in your house? Um, in our buffet, in our dining room that we kept all of our school supplies. Um, we had two areas specifically for art, um, art materials and everybody in our house did art. Um, everybody was creative. Everybody did creative things. Sometimes we do it together. You could have a science experiment spot set up and do science experiments. My husband likes to watch NASA and the NOAA. You could also learn skills together. Um, it's a great time to really learn some new skills in the world. Um, you know, raise some chickens, um, learn how to bake sourdough bread or yogurt together, plant a garden together, train your pet to do tricks. Our dogs know several tricks. It's so fun. And they love to show off for people. Again, learn a new craft or skill together. Journal, Um, get some really fun, beautiful pens and journal. Just set some time aside every day where you're going to journal and teach your kids to journal and teach them how to mind map. Tell yourself positive affirmations and say them to each other. Set a new goal. Great ways to reset. Okay, emotional resets. 15-minute emotional resets. Snuggle on the couch together. You can do this while you're reading your book. You get a mental and emotional little brain break there. Um, Pray together. If you're not sure how to get started with prayer, um, get a few books on how to pray together. Do a luxury bath. You can do a nice bath in 15 minutes. Or do a mani-pedi. Again, listen to praise music. Drink your favorite drink, eat your favorite dessert together. Um, have you guys seen those mugs in a cup? It's a great way. They don't take very long. You could make mugs in a cup for everybody, just really in a matter of minutes. Tell family stories. You could really rearrange a room together in 15 minutes or even decorate a room together or plan to decorate a room together. Grab takeout and eat it as a picnic. Get a pet, bake bread, make a gratitude list, talk it out. Give positive affirmations to each other. I think I already said that. Pray together individually or together. 
How about social brain breaks? Board games. We love board games and there's so many good ones. You can get simple ones or you can get more complex ones. Um, eat a meal at a table together. I think eating together at a table is a lost art. Host a teen night together or host a chopped cooking event or cook-off. Host a potluck or a round robin meal. Meet friends for a meal at a restaurant. Go out for coffee. Create a weekly tradition like homemade crepes as you watch your favorite preacher on Wednesday night. Do an act of service for somebody else. There's so many great ideas for brain breaks and you need to make a list for yourself so that when things feel like they're off track for the day, you can just go back to it and go, okay, we're going to do a 15 minute thing. Everybody pick one thing from this list and just do them throughout the day. Now, if things are off track and derailed because of a natural disaster or somebody, something like that, obviously your brain breaks are going to take a different, um, are going to look a little bit differently, but they're so helpful. Journaling, praying, all these things. When things go south, bigger, little, it's good to have a fallback. Now, my fallback is always to read and to read out loud. But what do you naturally fall back to? What are your, you know, remember, you are your kid's best resource. Again, for me, it's literature and books, reading, reading great literature or stories um, and movies as well. I'm having great discussions about it. That comes naturally to me. So it's a fun break. I love to include my kids in that. What comes naturally for you and what can you include your kids in with a short brain break? Hope this has been helpful to you. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our classes and clubs, testing, advising, mom's membership, and more at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. We do offer live online, dynamic, interactive, small group classes. So when your students take classes with us, they're not in a, they're not in a Zoom room full of 100 people. We keep our class sizes small so that the students get to know both the teacher and their fellow students. We um, use a lot of different technology to make the classes dynamic and interactive, including presentations, projects, breakout rooms, virtual whiteboards, and more. Um, We like to say that we use time-tested educational pedagogy coupled with cutting-edge technology to bring the best educational opportunities to your students in, in the privacy of your own home. We do provide syllabus and grading for all classes. Um, Clubs are more relaxed, so we don't provide syllabus or grading for those, but you can certainly use our clubs for the transcripts, and we'd love to help you know how to do that. Stay tuned this year, 2022, for some exciting new um, classes and clubs being offered by True North Home School Academy. Um, We're also going to be offering an honor club, dual enrollment, and so much more. We are honored to partner with you as you homeschool your children. Again, check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. And thanks for listening to today's podcast.